This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 273. At the end of the day, especially if you're an introvert or have never done this before, there's going to be fear around it, just like everything. And what I do, I don't believe in the fact or the kind of like the saying that says, to be a business owner, you need to be fearless because I'm scared all the time. <laughs> and I'm actually right now planning to launch my YouTube. Don't know anything about YouTube, but a course and I'm going to figure it out and it's not going to be great and that's okay. But, you know, just being bold, I do feel that uh, what is success favors the bold. There were many times when I was sending these messages to, you know, people asking for podcast guests that I would literally just close, type it, close my eyes and press enter and then just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep on moving and I'm going to send five or 10 of these. And that way I'm not like, oh, I, I, I re- responded to this comment and they haven't answered back. I, I messaged so many of them that I didn't care at this point. I'm like, Oh, so when they did respond, I'm like, great, it worked. But it's not like, I always call it like one-itis. Same thing, don't reply to just one job and pray for it. It's you have to diversify. And when you have many opportunities, then you're not relying on that one. You kind of um, multiply the opportunities you have for success. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. I have a beautiful winter day here in Texas as I'm recording this. And I have a very persistent crow or blackbird outside my window who's very verbal. So if you hear him or her, just welcome the nature and uh, understand that he or she has something to say as well. And we have a lot to say in today's interview, in today's show. We're focusing on building credibility and visibility in your business. Now, this is actually pertinent whether you're a coach, whether you are a consultant, whether you're a small business owner who has come across the Star Coach Show and tuned in to see what we're all about. Each week, we focus on some strategy tool or resource to help coaches be the best they can be in skills, in building thriving businesses, in coaching and organizations, and using coaching as a leadership style. However, if you've stumbled across the show and you're not a coach, I would just encourage you to stay anyway. What Claudia Miller is sharing today is absolutely key for any of us who want to build credibility, visibility, and let people know about what it is that we have to share. Now, I know that sometimes coaches, you know, being a coach instructor and a mentor coach and and an executive coach, I get that sometimes it can be kind of confusing, like, wait a minute, am I supposed to be an expert? I thought I wasn't supposed to be an expert. I thought the client's the expert. Yeah, the client is definitely the expert of themselves, of what they're bringing forward. However, you were hired for a reason. And what you bring forward as the coach partner is key as well. And it's how you're going to build your business, how you're going to draw people to you. What is it that you specialize in? What is it that you understand that you can offer forward that will help people know that you understand their pain points? You understand the struggles that they go through. You understand the goals that they're trying to reach. 
And the way that we want to do that is to create buzz, to create an a way that you can get the word out there and, and contribute and maybe be published or speak. Lots of the shows of the Star Coach Show have been about how do you get your message out there? Well, in today's show, I'm joined by Claudia Miller. Claudia helps women in tech get to the next level of their career. She has helped clients get up to $100,000 more in their salaries, as well as flurries of emails from headhunters. I mean, what Claudia does is help people get to that next level in their career. However, she also is an expert in how to get your name out there, how to be seen as the go-to expert. She's done that by being featured in publications like Forbes, going on MSNBC, Thrive Global. Last year, Business Insider put her in their global list of the top 23 most innovative career coaches. She talks in her interview about how she got a four-part series in the publication. So, so many, she is going to talk to us today about the importance of knowing your audience, knowing your differentiator, and then gives us some quick strategies to be able to move from how do I do this to, oh, I've got this. And I think you're going to really enjoy her energy, her focus, her expertise. So while Claudia is an expert in salary negotiation, and that's what she talks about in the interview, she brings to us today her other expertise of how to really become the go-to expert in your field. Let's go to my interview with Claudia Miller. Claudia Miller, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I have been so looking forward to our interview. Likewise, Meg, I know we have a lot of like juicy things to talk about today. So I'm very excited to just like dive in. Absolutely juicy. You know, when we think about how we position ourselves as expert, that's a way to build credibility, build visibility, and ultimately build our bottom line. So we're definitely going to get into that. I'd love to start with you sharing a little bit about what's led you to do the kind of work that you're doing right now. Well, I consider myself to be very ambitious. So a lot of the strategies um, that I now work with my clients, I learned them for my personal reasons. I wanted to move up in my career. I wanted to earn more. I wanted to be at the perfect place at the right time when the promotions happen and everything. And while learning through that and finally applying and getting the results that I wanted, like changing industry seamlessly, getting $30,000 salary increases for jobs I technically wasn't even qualified for, and I was so successful, I came to realize that other women were dealing with the same thing. They don't know how to even start this process. They don't teach you, they don't teach any of this in school or sort of like our parents or siblings don't know. And in my situation, I'm the first one in my family to even graduate from high school. So let alone go in the corporate setting. Right. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And at the end, what motivates me is just helping women earn more. I feel that when you empower women and you empower the household, you also impact future generations and create safe homes. So the woman has options, possibilities. They want to go and get their MBA. They can do that because they're earning more and they can afford it or they know how to find a job that will pay for that. So that at, 
at the root of it, like that's truly what motivates me. And that's why, you know, I work now primarily with women um, in helping them earn more and land their jobs in the next, you know, within 90 days or less. Wow. That's powerful. And you can hear the passion when you <laughs> talk about that, that this is, you know, let's empower women, let's create safer, safer households, like you said, and, and more equality. So when we are thinking about, we, you know, you have all these different things that you're well-versed in and that you, we could have talked about today. And yet was when we were talking, we landed on this concept of the entrepreneur and not everybody who's listening is an entrepreneur, but I, I promise you that everybody who's listening has the opportunity to position themselves more as an expert, whether you uh, work in a corporation, whether you are a leader in your community, whether you, you know, are a leader in your family, how do you position yourself in such a way that creates that not just expert, but sort of that more people are attracted or drawn to what you have to offer. So we thought we would, you know, we're, we want, we need to get our word out there. If people don't know my message often to my audience, and yes, I know all of you are rolling your eyes right now is you cannot be your own best kept secret. If you are, you know, if you're not shining your light, nobody can see it. So we're not putting any bushel baskets over us. We are shining that light. And where do we want to start, Claudia, just in that whole concept of visibility, credibility, where would be a good place to start? Well, first, I always like to start with mindset. I feel that people put such weight when you say expert, that they think, well, I don't have a PhD. I don't have 30, 40 years of experience. I haven't worked with like top A celebrities or in the work. So I can never call myself an expert. But that is just one version of it. I believe that we can call ourselves, and if you have this expertise, the expert wise is do you have something to contribute to other people? So, for example, if you are a recent college graduate and you just landed your first internship at like a big name company, let's just say Google, for example. And this is something that interests you. Well, then they can teach, you know, high school students on how to get these types of internships, how to go through the application process. So for the high school students, this person is an expert. Well, they got that internship at Google. They got into the college that I want to. So you focus on who your audience is. So this person doesn't need to have already 30 years of experience and worked at Google to help interns. And at that point, they might be so far removed in the process that they can't even relate to that. Right. Topic. I was going to say, does a high school student <laughs> want to talk to a recent grad who's just gotten this awesome internship or some, you know, 60 year old man who is so removed from <laughs> what it felt like to be a high school student embarking upon college for the first time? Exactly. So, you know, and there's three different formats of how you want to set your expertise. So it could be, they said, a level down. So maybe you're ahead one or two years or two, three steps ahead of them. So then you can position yourself as an expert or provide advice and services to those audiences that are, you know, a few steps behind you. You can also focus on, you know, people that are at your level. So maybe that other people are trying to be that get that internship or maybe they did get an internship, but it just wasn't in a big tech company. No, they want to know exactly how did you get to Google? So there are three different levels of expertise happening. And you can even 
you know, consult or provide services to one level above. So for example, if you work as a consultant, well, then you can, you know, target business owners who can't afford to hire an EY or consulting firm. But you've worked with so many companies like them that you can still position yourself as an expert, even though you've never had that business of your own because of that background. So let's, you know, what I recommend to anyone out there, and it's the same thing when it comes to being a professional or an entrepreneur, is first identify what are you an expert in or who do you want to target? And then identify what are their pain points. And I, so that will help with the mindset. You don't need the PhD degree. You don't need 30 years of experience. You don't need all these accolades and pay your dues or anything. It's just right. help the person usually behind you just get to where you are. And it's baby steps along the way. And as you see them grow, you continue to grow and learn. Excellent. So that's just to get that mindset of all the, the gremlins that tell us, who am I to think that I can teach X, Y, and Z, or that I can call myself an expert in this, that key point that Claudia is making in who is the audience and what do you have to offer that audience? What, what are they experiencing that you have some solutions for, or can partner with them to get to that place, but you don't have to. So Part of that is, yeah, so you you might not be positioning yourself as an expert as the to the CEO of Google, but if you're positioning yourself as an expert and how to get an internship there, that's very, very different. So your audience is key. What is. else? Where do we want to go next? So now that you are comfortable you know, with getting yourself out there, okay, all I'm focusing on is you know, finding this target market is really identifying like, what do they do and what do they listen to? So in this example, it's, you know, okay, well, maybe they're college graduates. Maybe they're looking to listen to podcasts on, you know, how to get your first internship or how to start building, you know, professional skill sets as, I don't even know what they call it, Gen, Gen X or Gen Y. Yeah, I don't know what Gen I, is right now. Yes. But looking up this information and understanding, so like podcasts, it's easy that like you can search podcasts for college students podcast for high school students, or if you're a business owner, you know, podcast for business owners who are artists, podcast, like there's, and there's a different ways. It could be podcasts, it could be newsletters, it could be blogs, it could be Facebook, LinkedIn groups. There's so much out there to help you identify like what are, what questions do they keep asking? And, you know, listen to those podcasts and then identify, okay, what is your market differentiate? So what makes you stand out? And everyone has this. And usually the quickest way to find what is your market differentiator, it tends to be what you think or perceive as a weakness. So for example, when my clients want to switch industries, they'll say, well, I've only worked like in the manufacturing company and I want to work into technology. I feel like I'm going to have to take a step back. I'm probably going to have to take a pay cut, probably start from scratch. No, that's actually your market differentiator. That's how we're going to outbeat the competition. Why don't we target companies that service manufacturing clients? So you're already coming from the client side. We're going to bring you into the corporate, the other side of the business, and you're going to work with probably professionals that are in your current role. So now that becomes your market differentiator because you're competing with people who maybe are, I don't know, of customer success or right. they're sales reps. But now you can say, well, you know, I've sold to on the other side of the business. So here are clients, but what I bring different or what makes me stand out from all the other candidates is I used to be them. I know their pain right. points. I know their processes. I know who they 
report to, I know exactly like how they use the system and how I would do it differently. And what are some benefits that people don't know about? All of a sudden, I'd rather hire this person because they're coming from the other side. They can relate better than a sales rep that's maybe doing 10, 15 years who may still do well, but this person can help us give us some insights that we don't know about. Or sometimes we have to pay you know, millions of dollars to get that insight and they can provide that to us. And they already have a network within that you know, industry. So now what they thought perceived as their weakness or what's going to put them behind, it's now their market differentiation. But it's all about branding and identifying it. Well, and, and I think you brought up something so interesting there as well. When we're so close to our own things, I think we devalue what we bring. We look at the lack of rather than what. So it takes outside eyes. It takes like somebody like Claudia or a coach or, you know, a consult somebody to kind of say, wait a minute, what you're looking at and devaluing is actually a real asset for you. And uh, just in general, I think as human beings, we tend to, and women in particular, I mean, there's research to show that we devalue what we're bringing forward rather than seeing the the silver lining of that or the, so I love the example that you use. And, and being able to sort of wordsmith that or bring it to the place where it highlights what we're bringing forward instead of diminishing it. Exactly. So, so we want to pay attention to what is, what are we bringing forward? The other thing that Claudia mentioned that I want, because it went by pretty fast and I want all of you to really tune into this. If you've identified your target market and you don't know for sure or you want to get more insights to the questions that they ask and the and their pain points, look for Facebook groups where those communities are hanging out. Look for LinkedIn communities where they're hanging out and become a part of the discussion. People will lay it out. Sometimes I'm amazed at what people lay out in groups like that about what they're struggling with or what their success looks like. Or And so there are resources you don't And don't go into that group just to suck it dry, like go into that group to participate, go into that group to be a part of the community, but you will learn so much about your target market. If you find, you know, if you want to be a small business coach, look for Facebook groups where small business owners hang out. Yeah, I actually had, I have a mentee right now where she's looking to start her own business. So I'm walking her through the process and she thought is probably going to take about a year or two for her to start a business. And she's 25 years old. So she's very young. And I told her that we're going to help you start a business in less than 90 days. And you're going to have your first paying client before then. Well, it took five weeks. I told her, go to Facebook groups, seeing their pain points. What are they asking for? What are they struggling with? They just shared. There's there's even a business Facebook group that I'm part of, of like um, shippreneurs, I think that's what it's called, or women small business owners. Something very generic. Right. And then, right. hey, I'm looking for a VA. Does anyone know of a VA? Oh, I'm struggled. I tried to hire a VA before and it didn't work out. And then all of a sudden it starts to thread a conversation. Well, why didn't it work out? I'll accept exactly what you're looking for. So those are strategies you can use not only for selling, branding, positioning, but also understanding your customer market. So from then on, that's when you can lo- leverage a lot of this information to like pitch to whether it's Business Insider or Gone Haro or Quoted or hashtag our journal request. I think these are like, like quick strategies you can look up and then say, you know, one of the how to hire uh, a VA, even after you know, you've been burned before, 
that that could be an article idea right there. And then bring in some examples, what you've heard from these groups of people struggling with what have been their situation and how they can do that and how to identify the good VA, for example, if you're starting a VA business. Oh, so good. So once again, so much great information came out in such a short period. But you're talking about like looking for those pain points, looking for you almost using that as data to write an article or to get published in something. And you talked about a couple of resources there. You talked about, I think it's Harrow, Harrow, Harrow. It's H-A-R-O, which is help a reporter out. If any of you haven't looked for that, but you want to get published, what you do basically is to kind of go through what's being looked for and offer up articles, offer up help. And it's a great way to get that exposure. But you shared another, you, you said Haran, you said something else. Quoted. So these are two free services where publishers, editors are going and saying, hey, we are looking for business coaches and we want to know what are your top three strategies on how to start the new year right. And then you can say, well, hey, Meg, by the way, I saw your request. We're looking for business coaches. Here are my three strategies. Here's a little bit quick about me. By the way, here's my one page like profile kind of that you can like a speaker page almost or publication page, or you can just connect to their, your website so they can learn a little bit more about you. And then they might ask more questions. Hey, Meg, I thought your insights were really great. Can you tell me a little bit more? Can we get on a call? And I've gotten published in ARP as well as Payscale. I forgot the other, honestly, at the time, I would say they don't always tell you when they publish it because they're going through so many Right. I just put a Google alert on my name and then I'm like, oh, there you go. I guess Look I at that. I just got published. Research. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> That's so great. Those are two great resources. And the third one I mentioned is go on LinkedIn, Twitter, Indeed, even Facebook and just put hashtag journal. Re- jur- what is it? Journal request. I, f- I feel like it's J-O-U-R-N-O and then request. And then those are journalists requesting, you know, profiles, speakers, business owners on their expertise and they'll say specifically hashtag journal request. I'm looking for business coaches that work with money mindset. Message me, here's what I'm looking for. And then you respond back and start that relationship and Mm -hmm. give them their insight. So good. Because once you establish relationships and really the world, in my opinion, is built on relationships, then you can become a go-to person. There are, you know, watch your local news, watch your, they, they tend to kind of have some people that they bring back or the strict, eh, particularly those morning shows, you'll see some of the, the same talent get brought back because they're sort of their go-to people for those particular things. Exactly. So and, and those are quick strategies you can do, you know, usually I'm usually when I'm not overwhelmed, but I'm working a lot, I kind of need a distraction. I'll go on. Instagram, Facebook, and just scroll. Well, you can use that time to say, okay, let me see if there's anyone requesting for whatever it is that you're looking for. And that could be a quick way to be still efficient and still be on social media of like what you're trying to do is usually distracting yourself until you get back into the workload. And so what that is, is free publicity. I mean, yes, you've invested your time and your energy in that, but ultimately what you're doing is getting exposure as the go-to person in that particular field. And that's what we're talking about today. How do you position yourself as an expert without necessarily needing to spend thousands of dollars to do that? Yeah. And I've received a lot of publications without spending thousands of dollars. I was featured in Business Insider and actually had a four-part publication there where it had 
over a million views in less than a week. And all I did was looked at Business Insider, all the editors that talked wrote about careers and saw like what were their past articles about. And I mentioned I, you know, I found their email address. You can usually like Twitter usually is a really great place that they usually put in their email addresses. I don't know why, but that's where I got their information. Or I just looked up on Business Insider on their about section and they usually will say, for any publication ideas, article ideas, please email me at and you know, they're very welcoming. And then I just said, at the time, I believe I was, you know, how a 27-year-old got a $30,000 salary increase. Because I had just applied the strategies that I've been learning for, at this point, I think five to seven years, that immediately they said, you know what, I'm not covering this story, but I know the perfect person. Let me connect you to this editor. I had a conversation with her. She actually wrote all four articles and published it. And, you know, at the time, I, I wasn't trying to have, I didn't have a career coach in business, but I just wanted to see, can I do this or and got a four-part series of Business Insider. That's so. awesome. And so the other thing that I think you started to mention and is a great tip is if you are reaching out to a reporter or a columnist, read their stuff. Let them know. I really enjoyed this article that you wrote because of X, Y, and Z, or I've been following your articles and the themes that you carry through. I mean, that gets somebody's attention, not just me, 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 me. But like you open with, this is what I really enjoy about what you do. That's going to get somebody's attention. So, yes. and it has to be a very captivating hook. It can't be like a two, three page email where you're talking about yourself. It's you got to be to the point, um, right. have a captivating hook and then say, here are some ideas that I have. Let me know if there's any of those interest you. So for example, I could have easily said, you know, how I earned more you know, with my new job. No one's interested in reading that, but right. it's like how right. a 27 year old got a $30,000 salary increase. All of a sudden it's like, wait, yeah. how did that happen? Can you tell me a little bit more? Especially you're 27 years old. What are you talking about? This is not like a 56 year old who just made a $30,000 salary increase, but are making right. like 200K. It's, so those things are captivating. So sometimes you do, I workshop a lot of ideas of, does this sound intriguing? Does this sound captivating? I would tell my husband, how does this sound? And he's like, wait, Really? tell me more, then I know it's a good one. If they're just like, oh, no, that's nice, or that's okay, yeah. then okay. they need to go back and do workshops. <laughs> and reporters are very busy people. So you need to make it short, concise to the point and to Claudia's point, have a real hook to it, a real draw. Excellent. What are some other ways that we can think about is, as we position ourselves as experts and therefore draw that credibility and visibility? Well, have it if you have like a website, then of course, you could even have like a speaker page or I have a press page where it shows everywhere I've been uh, published, featured. So it has my articles, my vid- uh, my TV appearances, all the podcasts that I've been in. So they can see one, it's a credibility factor. Mm-hmm. And if you're just starting out, then just start with one where I've been at. And then all of a sudden you use that one to get the second one and the third one. And I think well, I started with podcasting back in November of 2020. I had never been on a podcast ever. Now, fast forward, it's been a little bit over a year. And I think at this point, I've been on 55 podcasts. So reason is I started with zero. Mm -hmm. And then I went with one. And then after that, two, three. And then as I got, I did more podcasting, I got better, I was able to understand, you know, what are the, now I I even asked questions to Meg, you know, tell me a little bit more about the audience, because I want to make sure I give them tips and expertise that they can relate to and they're going to find useful. Otherwise, I'd rather just not even mention it. 
So those things really help. And it's almost, you know, like a snowball effect. So start having that press page. If you're utilizing LinkedIn a lot, well, make sure you have those keywords on your LinkedIn profile. So if someone were to search, I'm looking for a business coach. Well, is that part of your skills? Is it in your about section? Is it in your tagline? You know, all these things that you think that they're going to start looking for, make sure that you mention it there. And you can even say for publication, please feel free to reach out to me to this email address. So that way, if a journalist is quickly searching for somebody, they can easily find it. And of course, like just being visible. So now I'm known for salary negotiation. I'm all about helping women earn more. So how to negotiate salaries. I've helped women get anywhere between 30 and all the way to $100,000 in salary increases. Good for you. Good for them. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So now when it comes to salary negotiation, I build those relationships. Now Business Insider will come to me saying, hey, Claudia, we actually want to do this piece on salary negotiation. Do you have some time? We'd love to get your expertise on this. I don't have to pitch that. Now I can, I still go ahead and pitch and reach out to them, but because uh, all my LinkedIn, my formatting, my podcast interviews are all around sound negotiation, well, then I'm already the go-to person for, them, for a lot of them. So that's the situation you want to be in. So finding that market differentiator, I found it where it's not a lot of people like to talk about sound negotiation. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I know that there's a lot of myths around it. So I've made them a market differentiator. It's something that I wasn't good at, and now I am. And Remember how the weakness portion, now it's my strength and that's why I stand out. So finding that leveraging it, it's really going to help catapult you in your business or even, you know, for my clients that are professionals or want to be seen as thought leaders, I have them update their LinkedIn profile, specifically brand themselves for who they're trying to target and make it easy for people to connect with them. They've created like a speaker page. They have their personal website, even if it's like a free website, they'll put where they've been published and on their LinkedIn profiles. And like I said, once you get the first one, then it's a snowball effect. But the easiest way on how to get that first one is usually Haro, because they're asking you to contact them because they need help. And that's usually the easiest way. Excellent. Now you've brought up the speaker page a couple of times. So let's just give a little glimpse into what kinds of things somebody would put on a speaker's page. And I will, as you're thinking about that, I will say that, that this is me getting a speaker page from people who want to be on the Star Coat show is one of the easiest ways for me as the host who is busy and you know, to determine is this person somebody I want to talk to or is they are they just not a fit for this particular population. So let's talk speaker pages. And I love this because I feel like speak speaker page is almost like a resume. It's do I want, do I think this person is qualified for this role or not? Right. But what I have in the speaker page is, you know, a picture of me and where I've been featured. So I would say TV appearances, logos that I've been on, Business Insider, Forbes, Amazon, NBC, Thrive Global. Then I have some links to some of those. So in case, you know, they did want to hear, listen, or see, you know, where I've been featured, what that looked like, they can easily click on it. It also talks about, you know, what my topics can, I can talk about. I can talk about our negotiation, job searching techniques, how to get noticed and promoted, corporate trainings. All those things are right there. It's a one pager that gives them a snapshot of who you are, what you can talk about in your market differentiator. So now for me, I've kind of, and it'll, it'll evolve. So I'll put, you know, national sought after Latina career coach. So if they're looking for women, 
then they know easily, oh, perfect, we do need more women on the show. Let's bring mm-hmm. her in. Oh, we actually need more women of color. She's Latina. Let's bring her in. Oh, she can talk about sound negotiation. We actually haven't covered this topic at all in our podcast or in our email newsletter. Let's bring her in. And then I even include testimonies from past clients, my website, my contact information. And yeah, that's really it. And even Canva has free templates. So it's not like you have to start from scratch. Go on Canva, plug and play, and just change it to your brand colors, add your information. And if you don't have any places where you've been featured in, well, maybe some clients that you've had, maybe some testimonials. You can screenshot maybe if they give you a recommendation on LinkedIn. Those are, or if you want awards as a professional, maybe you used to be a consultant and now you're starting your own consulting company, you know, worked at big name brand company, won these awards or 15, 20 years of experience. Use that as leverage in order for you to get there. And like I said, once you get the first one, you'll get many more after that. Right, exactly. So it's, it's about, and you know, there are as many podcasts as there are stars in the sky. I swear these days. So there are, you know, are you going to get on Brene Brown's podcast? Probably not right out of the gate. However, you could get on any number of podcasts and begin to build that, like you said, the comfort level in that, the experience in that, begin to get some, some leverage. And the other thing that you pointed out that, that, you know, everything Claudia is talking about, it like comes to be concise, be targeted and concise. Because if you're putting all that on a one pager for somebody to glance at and determine, is this person going to be a fit? Is it somebody I want to talk further with? Then it's got to be like, boom, right there. Exactly. And I would say like, don't include, because I've seen this with resumes. People like to, oh, I have you know, 10, 15 years experience. So I have a five page resume. And the resume is not meant to be a bibliography. It's not meant to be a book. It's just, hey, do I think you're qualified and a good fit for the role? Yes or no. If yes, then I'll bring it for an interview. Same thing with the speaker page. It's not meant for to tell them everything that you've done, all the clients. It's just, is this, so when you add something to that, you can ask yourself, is this going to make stronger or dilute my page? If you're mentioning things that no one, maybe a topic that no one really talks about. So for example, no one really asks me about career planning. It's not a topic that it can come up during the podcast and say, well, mm-hmm. how would you know when you're ready? But it's not like, oh my God, Claudia, please tell me about career planning. <laughs> it's never that. It's tell me how can I, you know, tell our listeners or tell me more how I can get a 30, 50, 80K salary increase. Right. That is stronger than tell me about how I can plan out my career for the next 15, 20 years. Exactly. So I'm not- you just listen to the way those <laughs> land on you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to put career planning on my speaker page. I can talk about it, but it's not going to, wow or interest anyone. Instead, I could talk about how to get a 100K salary increase. Boom, that's going to grab your attention. So ask, is this going to make my page stronger or diluted? Because the more you add, the more people just start glazing and just skimming through, just like a resume. So only put things that are going to make you stand out. So, so good. And so with that, public speaking is one of the ways that you can position yourself as an expert And that doesn't necessarily need to be this, you know, the TED talk right out of the gate. It could be any number of things. What do you tell your clients who are trying to position themselves through public speaking? Well, I have them, you know, search on LinkedIn. Typically, since they're professionals, you know, they can look through there to see 
you know, what are some of these, for example, seminars or symposiums or conferences that are happening that are within their industry? So for example, I have a client who's a data scientist and she absolutely loves it and wants to be more of a speaker, be in panels. So we had her look up all the data scientist conferences near her that are virtual that happened in the past year. So they already happened within the past year or upcoming, then we can always replicate. All she needs is one, and then eventually it rolls the ball. So immediately she was able to identify these conferences that are specifically around data scientists. And they always ask for call for speakers. Usually that's what it's called. Calling for speakers, you click on it and it has, you know, an application process, fill out the application. And she was able to get, you know, a speaking series there where she was part of a panelist of professional data scientists. So people that were trying to be data scientists can ask them questions. And because she's a woman, she can then add that diversity factor into the panel where now that's her market differentiator. And that's how she got a speaking gig. Now, mm-hmm. it wasn't paid, but now she can add that. You know, she was a speaker for this. She was okay. a panelist. She made networks and conversations. And now she already had a template that she just needed to rinse and And you can, she doesn't want to do it. You can have hire a VA or whoever it might be, your niece or... <laughs> Right. can be able to help that. And then they just replicate that. Hey, I've identified 1520, look for call for speakers. You could even just search call for speakers on Google and it'll give you all the conferences where they're calling for speakers and just go through it and see which one may be a good fit for you. See all these things right at our fingertips. And I think sometimes we get sort of guilty of, oh, that's so big or that so out, I don't even know where to start. So I'm not going to do anything. And yet Claudia has given resource after resource that are right at our fingertips to begin to get your name out there, get your message out there and benefit people. Is everybody who hears your message going to pick up the phone and call you? No, but you're going to, you're certainly going to have interest come your way. And this is sort of me, but I, I love that that you could touch all those people, you could add value to all those people, even if you never know what, how you impacted them, it's still, you did it. And that, that's exciting to me as well. And all the strategies I talked about today, they're all free. So it's not like I've even touched on paid is this is just free. And there's even like free Facebook groups. I, I know part of one that's called podcast for women or podcasting for women. And it's only women podcasters. And some of them are starting their new podcast and they will say, I need guests looking for A, B, and C. And then you just, you know, comment on that thread. And that's where I got a few of my first uh, podcast speaking gigs. And from then on, it kind of grew. But, you know, if you need to kind of get your foot in the door and Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't know what email pitch to send. Well, then just go to the people that are asking, Mm -hmm. just be there and say, hey, I actually fit what you're looking for. I'd be happy to speak with you to see if this is a good fit or not. So good. So Claudia, I think we could go on and on about the different, because <laughs> you are so well-versed in all of this. Anything that we've sort of left on the table that you wanted to be sure that we touched on today regarding this topic of positioning ourselves as experts? So you will be scared, plan on it, make a plan. I actually had a plan to say I needed to be on 24 podcasts in 2021. I ended up being on 48, but I had a plan you doubled I had it. to it. Yeah. And, you know, having that metric really pushed me. Like I said, I was scared the whole time. I've never been on a podcast. Now I feel very comfortable with it. But there were many times I just closed my eyes, press enter, and I moved on. Good for you. Good for you. So if people want to know more about you and 
how to connect with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Go to my website, ClaudetteMiller.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. You know, my, what is it? Like my tagline is Claudette T. Miller. So feel free to connect with me. And I always like to know, like, you know, out of all these strategies we discussed today, which would they enjoy the most? So leave a review for the podcast and let us know which strategies that you find most insightful or helpful, or if you got successes, like, you know, we want to yeah, know. We want to know. We want to <laughs> know. Absolutely. I'll have those links for Claudia in the show notes for this episode. Claudia, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me, Meg. So as this episode comes to a close, I'm going to challenge you to think about creating a speaker page, to create the the resource so that if you do decide that you want to reach out whether it's to a podcaster or to a magazine, or you're going to take advantage of some of those quick tip strategies that Claudia gave, that you you are already working on that resource so that you can easily access it to send to people. So that's my challenge for you. Like she said, there's already templates for speaker pages on Canva. Play around with it. Let me know how that goes. If you'd like to know more about Claudia Miller and the work that she does, go to starcoachshow.com slash 273, starcoachshow.com slash 273, and find links to be able to connect with Claudia. Also on that show notes page, you're going to find a link that would help me out tremendously. If you have a moment and you're enjoying the show, on starcoachshow.com slash 273, the bottom of my show notes, you're going to see a link that says help Meg out in her competition to win some money to help produce the show. I'm in a competition right now about what the Starcoach Show brings forward. And uh, there's several things I'm being judged on. And one of them is what kinds of notes or quote love letters do the listeners send in? So there's a link there for a quick text box to talk about what you enjoy about the show and enter it. And that helps me in my competition. So I would really be grateful if you could take a moment to do that. The Star Coach Show continues to bring different strategies, tools, and resources every week. We will continue through next week and on. I am doing a lot of interviews with a lot of great people and coming up with some content I'm bringing forward for you as well. So I'm excited about what 2022 has to offer. And I invite you back next week. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Be good to yourself, be kind to others, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.